another episode of the FOMOcast. We are back fast. I'm going to try and actually edit this tonight or tomorrow night so it's up by Friday. It, was a little, it gets, keeps getting delayed because we get busy. We have so much to do. Tim and I are out there slaying on Call of Duty, so, you know, we got we got our priorities now. But um, I'm here with Tim. Uh, say hello, Tim. Hello, Tim. Uh, got a lot of stuff to cover. First of all, make sure you check out all of our links at linktr.ee slash FOMOCastGaming. Tim thinks we need to make a separate uh, Twitter just for the gaming, so maybe we'll do that too. Who knows? The only reason I say that is because now I learned how to clip Twitch instead of (laughs) videos. And yeah, we had a a long conversation last night about it. So instead of me sending, clipping them, sending them to how I do it, which is tedious, but I do it. And then, you know, for a 10 second clip, I show it to, you know, then I email, I mean, I uh, text it to you. Yeah. Yeah, now doing that clip uh, clip thing on Twitch, dude, total, total game changer. Game changer, right? Yeah, and now I could just upload it to, you know, whatever, whatever, so that way I don't bug you uh, late at night or early in the morning. No, nah, you know I don't mind it, Timothy. It's no, just, uh, it, all, all it my, is. All my rocket kills. <laughs> all, all the rocket kills. If you want to see some good rocket kills, go to my TikTok, because uh, that's all my TikTok is now. Because I've been getting so many of them is rocket kills, especially the one we got last night. We legit, I clipped it last night, and I send it immediately to get done. <laughs> so, um, first thing we got to talk about um, is more sad news this week. One of them was, I mean, it was a shock, but it wasn't a shock. Um, so, uh, Dustin Diamond, who played uh, Screech from Saved by the Bell, passed away. After, I mean, a very brief illness with um, a cancer. Uh, I don't know, man. It, like it was, it was, it was a shock to me at first, and I was like, "Oh, you know, it, it is what it is." You know, he had cancer. Um, a lot of people. What's crazy to me is, so he had a controversial past. He did an adult film um, to make money. Um, I don't know what happened to his money. I never really um, watched any of that kind of stuff about, you know what I mean? Because there there are documentaries out there, I believe, um, about, uh, I think, his, like, after after Saved by the Will kind of thing. Kind of thing. But um, it, it was just so sad because he literally just got diagnosed uh, beginning of January. He got diagnosed very beginning of January. And just like that, gone. And um, what I did appreciate was Mario Lopez came out immediately and was like, you know, Screech Man, uh, you know, Dustin, you 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 were a good friend. You know, obviously, so people don't people don't know if you if you forget how I don't know how you could. He did a a tell all book that basically just, I mean, it it destroyed everybody from the show they're basically how they're all bad people you know whatever like it was just not it wasn't if it wasn't a flattering book it was it it was bad to say the least so when you see something like this you're just kind of like how do you how do you weigh how do you weigh everything you know what i mean how do you put his life into 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 frame without being like, well, you know, he has this negative stuff. And then the one I was waiting for was for um, 
Mark Paul Gossler, who played Zach from the show, I was waiting to see what he would say because, you know, me, me personally, I'm kind of like, well, you know, um, if the guy who was kind of like his best friend on the show, you know, if he says something positive, you know, then I'm going to go towards that. And they all came out. Well, I know that he did. And also, um, uh, besides Mario Lopez, it was Mark Paul Gosser that I've seen so far. I'm sure the other ones have come out and said something, but those are the two that I saw. And I was just kind of like, you know, he lived a different life and he kind of, I don't know. I, you never really, he, he was one of those people. I think Mark Paul Gosler's in the same boat. You know, almost everyone from that show, aside from, um, What's her face that played uh, Kelly? I can't remember her name now. Oh, I know. Uh, Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Tiffany Amber Thiessen, she went on to like Melrose Place and other, I think she was on 90210 for a short period. Like she went on to other stuff that was kind of the same genre. But the other guys, they just kind of, it almost pigeonholed them. And the sucky part was, is Dustin Diamond went from, Good Morning Miss Bliss, which was the original version of Saved by the Bell. That was the first season was called Good Morning Miss Bliss. And then when it evolved, he evolved with it. So he went even went all the way through to the college years. And I think he was in the new class. So he was involved with the new class stuff. So he was Saved by the Bell was Dustin Diamond. That's him and Mr. Belding, which uh, if you go to our TikTok, you can see my son dancing to um uh, the vac- Dirty Heads' Vacation, which the music video has Mr. Belding dancing in a hallway that looks like Bayside High. So that was kind of, you know, cool. Um, but since he was such so pigeonholed, I don't know, man. Like, what, what, what chance did he have? We see all these horror stories of people who, you know, they go down a road that, I don't know how you would say, it's basically negative because of what you know what their life is uh use how many how many documentaries do we have of legit like i don't know famous people who are kids who just life went horrible how many shows do we even have like about about that kind of stuff you know what oh, i mean oh yeah well and especially if they started at a young age you know you know look at you know like Leif Garrett and all of that. I mean, granted, he was a musician, but Danny you know. Bonaducci is my the one yeah. I always point out. Danny Bonaducci was on the Partridge yep. Family, and now and then for a while there, he was not in a good space. Uh, I oh yeah, you you didn't know if uh, you know when you hear all of those fake death rumors, and you know the Danny Bonaducci pops up, it's like oh well, you know that's the one that you really believe. Where the other ones are like, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, yeah, no, it's it's tough. And I mean, with this, too, especially with having such um, whether it's a long career or long career due to because you started early, you know, whether it's childhood star or, you know, some of them you think they're childhood stars. But when they get the roles or playing elementary school kids, even though they're in their, you know, teens or early 20s, it's amazing what makeup does. But then you get something where, like you said, they're pigeonholed or they're done with what they um you know or are moving on into serious roles or different roles or whatnot and something that happens later on in their life 
um, overshadows because that's the most recent thing that happens overshadows possibly, you know, maybe all the good or, Hey, you know what he was known for, um, you know, in this one, as far as screech and everything that, that he did, you know, afterwards he did the tell all book. Like he said, he had the six video that, that he did, that he released. It wasn't something that, Oh, Hey, I'm going right, to put a right. camera in the corner of the room. And then it got leaked out. Um, but yeah, no, it, it was, it just stinks. And like you said, I mean, he, it, it wasn't just any type of cancer. I mean, it was stage four small cell lung, um, carcinoma. Yeah. Good luck saying that, but I mean, carcinoma, like said, huh? Carcinoma. I'm good. At yeah. This. There you go. Um, you know, diagnosed early January and, you know, died from the disease on February 1st. I, I mean, so I, I kind of, I think I felt like I go, I, when I saw the diagnosis and stuff, I'm like, it's gotta be pretty serious because the way that how they described everything and how they spoke about it, it was in a way that you were kind of like, uh, something's not, something's off because it was so yeah. fast and you could tell yeah. like he wasn't saying anything. He wasn't giving interviews. Oh and yeah. He, he posted a picture of him from the hospital bed and he did not look like, as bad so literally by the time they saw it, it was already over it already overtaken his entire body so yeah there was and really he was nothing able to you know complete one round of chemo but oh he was i did not know that i didn't yep. see that yeah it said he completed one round of chemo in florida so for he was 40 44 years old so 44, i didn't know that he filed for bankruptcy in 2001 just looking at his wikipedia page i mean it kind of uh, yeah he, that sold guy, off. It, I, he was like one of the first famous people i ever saw that had like a, a a yard sale i think it was like a celebrity yard sale type thingy where he was trying to sell memorabilia and stuff like that to try and pay off some of his debt yep <laughs> actually that's funny now to say that is he had a uh, a website that read i paid 15 dollars to save screech's house Yep. Spell spelling screech with an extra E for copyright reasons. Correct. So exactly. Yeah. But yep, nope, it's sad and so he was the stage he was four. yeah, stage four cancer and not fun. Um he and it was also um Mark Wilmore from The Simpsons passed away at fifty seven from COVID. Now I know he was an executive producer, I believe. Um I don't know what else he's been on just because it's one of those things where I mean there's so many producers on that show now. It's not even funny. Well, but, shoot, I didn't. You know. <laughs> so I did a quick little Wikipedia search of him. <clears throat> I didn't know all the shows. That, I mean, it's not like he had an extensive list of them, but he started out as a writer and cast member in In Living Color from 92 to 94. He was a writer for The Tonight Show with Jay Leno from 95 to 98. He was a writer and voice actor for The PJs. In 99 to 2001, that took me back to, yeah, a while ago. And then, like you said, the, the Simpsons. Wait, the PJs, isn't the P, wasn't the PJs was. Eddie Murphy. The Claymation stop the animation. The Claymation one. Yep. When oh they were living in the projects, gosh. they were living in the PJs and he was uh, the maintenance guy. Yes. Oh, yep. my gosh. <laughs> yeah, that was that was from back. I mean, shoot, we were in um, freshman high in school. high school. Yep. Yeah. And then, like you said, The Simpsons, writer and voice actor, 2000, and then uh, 2000 dude, 2015. And I didn't know this one, that he was a writer, executive producer, and uh, voices for F is for Family from 2017 to 2020. And F is for Family is the uh, a Netflix one that That is... you love, that Tim oh. does love. 
it is hilarious. So, it's one of those alert. things so, where I my favorite episode I've watched. I haven't watched too much of it. Is when they get the TV, and the kid learns about static electricity, or no, not static uh, magnets. He learns what magnets will do. So the kid helps his dad out by screwing up all the TVs by dragging a magnet because he's got some magnet from something, and he drags them all over all of the TVs in the shop because he uh, the guy selling the stuff was being a, a jerk. It, it's 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 vulgar. So if you have kids, you know. So he wrote he wrote on that too. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I did not did not know that. So and he like I said he did it. Well, I don't think a new, uh, new season uh, has not come out yet. Um, but yeah. So, I mean, in, well, a lot of those animation people, they, they do cross over a lot. And um, I know it was a lot more rare. Like, I remember I can remember distinctly when Futurama came out and they're like, oh, it's from the dude that did The Simpsons. And everyone was stoked. And yep. from there, things have gotten like my favorite thing I've always wanted to do and never could probably do it now is the dude who voices Bender will legitimately if you go to a Comic Con, he will record your voicemail as Bender. And I was like, that would be the coolest thing ever to have my voicemail be Bender from Futurama. But oh, yeah. I digress, you know. Um, right. So sad news from both of them for Dustin Diamond and Mark Wilmore, both, yeah. you know, highly talented. I do want to point out that Mark Paul Gossler did call uh, Dustin Diamond a comedic genius. And I do know that even when things are bad, um, people often will, you know, not look they look back on the person's career and they don't care they look at the bad but um having to play a character like Dustin Diamond did does take a lot of comedic you know um prowess like he was really good about playing that character it was very t- stereotypical a lot of people now would say it's not it's not nice or it's you know just not you know great uh but i did see a lot of memes out there and stuff just super sad um where <laughs> They had a picture of him with his robot that was his best friend on on uh, Saved by the Bell. He built a robot that was his best friend, and it was pretty sad. So, um, R.I.P. to them. Uh, thoughts yeah. with families right now, especially you know, since they both were you know, Dustin Diamond was only forty four, and he, Mark Wilmore was only fifty seven. So yeah, and Mark uh, Wilmore uh, with him, I mean, another one that you know comes uh, to to COVID. Grant he had COVID. underlining conditions. Um, when, from what you know, I. It, it, From what no, I, I saw, it was a couple different out of them. So, um, as most of the time, you know, COVID just just kind of puts them over. So, yep. So, um, we want to go on to some more positive things. This one's kind of old. I don't know if Tim Tim I I actually follow her on. Well, I uh, forgot to put it in there last week, and I right. saw it. I'm like, you and know we, what? I touch on it because and, she's so huge. Well, my favorite part about it was is how do people not know? Um, because right? I mean. She's very but, flamboyant, you know. Yeah, but um, you know what? I mean, back in the day when our parents were growing up and whatnot, like uh, Liberace and Elton John, people just, uh, yeah, it wasn't. It's true. That's true. You know, it's, it's the same thing like but, that. And now you look at you it, it's like, think, how though, can you not see that? you got to think, though, as Liberace and Elton John try to portray themselves as ladies' men, too. Oh, yeah, no, exactly. Freddie JoJo's, Mercury, so all of those guys. We're talking about JoJo Siwa. She did come out on TikTok in a really cool way. And she was supporting a pride. Um, she had a pride shirt on, I believe. Um, I, I think I like her for different reasons than other people do. So, um, I watched her when she was on David Dobrik's vlog and, you know, she's done a couple videos now with her looking normal, like not all done up, 
but she doesn't do it very often. But when she was on David Dobrik's vlog, she was actually dressed in her outfit, but she was explaining her business plan to David and she's a genius. She is so super smart. Like I didn't even know who she was until uh, my cousin's daughter's birthday party. And he's like, Oh, she likes Jojo Siwa. And I was like, all right, I don't know what that is. But I looked at it and I'm like, Oh my gosh, she's got like everything. It's kind of how I got my kid loves blippy. He has a blippy. I got him a blippy doll. He's got blippy cars. He loves blippy. A lot of people, if you don't have kids, you don't know who Blippi is. But once your kid finds out who Blippi is, he's going to ruin your life. Plain and simple. Because he's just the way he is. Jojo Siwa, on the other hand, she creates upbeat music. She's always positive. Everyone that's been super mean to her for coming out has been like, she just shows them love, which is what you're supposed to do. And I don't know. People are always saying like, well, my kids aren't going to do it. Well, then guess what? My kid's going to watch it because why are you so mad? It's not like she's trying to push her agenda on people. She literally is about having fun and being happy. That is legitimately it. You know, well, aside, and- aside from a controversy from a board game that she had no control over that had her photo on it, you know, she had no control over that. And she bet she told Nickelodeon to remove the game after these bad things came out. Well, did you see the video of her announcing? Um, no, announcing it. Oh, no. and she—I mean, <laughs> I mean, she did it in her stereotypical fashion. I mean, you could tell she was—you definitely see in the video that it was a you know stress reliever. She doesn't, you know, like. And the thing is, is you know, shouldn't have to hide it or anything like that. It's just the way that that the world is. It's well, horrible. and you also got to think. <laughs> I think it was a smart time for her to do it as well because there are going to be people who are mad about it, but she's been popular for, what, four years now? Five years, I think, she's been in doing this. At a certain point, if it comes out too late, and then, then it, this has nothing... It, if she wanted to stay in the closet, I, would, I don't mind. I don't care. It's whatever oh. she wants. But the problem is, is your brand does take a hit whenever news like this comes yeah. out. So do you want to do it when you're in the beginning of your career or you're in the middle or you're the end? You know, it's kind of like Ellen. Ellen has been, been getting bashed lately for things that she has done. But when she was an up and coming comedian, I know for a fact and all the little things that I've seen that after she came out, she got blackballed by a lot of places, but fellow comedians would have her back because she had the courage to do it with right when she was shooting up in, 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 in fame and fame. And, you know, that's kind of like a, it's, it's, it has to be a personal and also a business decision. Like, do you think that if this comes out later on, is it going to have an effect on you or, you know, which, like I said before, I could care less what she does. I think she's a fantastic performer. I think she has a great image and a great message. And that's all that's important to me because, you know, Tim and I are Catholic and the Catholic church has not been great towards people um, who are different. We'll just say that. Well, so for recently, but that's another topic. For cor- another correct. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it, you know, it's great for her. And like you said, taking the hit, it's, but I mean, uh, like you said, you know, do you, do you take it? Cause you're going to lose some, you're going to gain some. And it's like, okay, you kind of got to know your audience, like in public speaking. If yep. I, if my audience is primarily leaning one way, um, and if I do this, I am, pro- you know, it's it's going to be really tough to, I don't want to say bounce back from it, but really tough to make up that loss. Right. It, it, it's a t- it, which completely sucks. Um, it's going to be a tough decision to do that. 
Um, Which, but, I mean, you know, the big thing about her is, is the way she dresses and everything. She's very flamboyant. Oh, and yeah. I feel like I feel like if you're a parent and you didn't and you're anti the gay agenda, you're anti LGBTQ. What 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 I don't know what you guys are doing because you're not being a good parent then because you're not paying attention to what's going on because yeah. she never acts. There's no way to determine whether or not she was, but she's wearing flamboyant colors. She does her face and everything fancy. I mean, it there doesn't change anything about her. She's yeah, literally the exactly. same. Exactly. So, you know, and, and it, it is what it is. I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm happy for her so that she can maybe she can be happier. And I did see that she put a second video out that she was just thanking everyone for the support because, you yep. know, TikTok is uh, TikTok's a little violent at times. Right. No, exactly. And I mean, she's she's young as well. So, I mean, that's even better for her. I think to, she's only what, 16, 16, 17. I, I can't remember. Uh, I'll tell you right now on it, but I had to do a little research on it. I've heard of her, but I had no clue how she became popular. Oh, she I didn't, turns, I thought... <laughs> she's 17. She turns 18 uh, on May 19th. Oh, nice. I thought she's been she active was for like eight a... years, eight years. She's been active. Yeah. I thought she was like a Justin Bieber got found on YouTube or whatnot and just took off. I had no clue. She was on the, whatever it is, the beauty pageant show on it. And that's how, you know, she came she came into it and looking at the couple videos that I saw of it or the video that I watched is that she was exactly the same then, which was, well, like you said, eight years ago to mm-hmm. now. So it's not like anything has changed, but you could just definitely just tell in her video and her mannerisms and everything that she felt, you know, like, uh, you know, just relieved. And you could tell that it wasn't a production staged or anything that it was true as genuine. So, yeah, and um, I, know, I greatly con- appreciate congrats the to her and that yeah that takes some some courage, especially for her at the age that she is at the time that we're in, um, you know, just to and, and like you said with the the platform that she has as far as you know the fame and everything on it, um, and yeah. the millions of followers that she has on each of them. So, and we're back. We just finished talking about JoJo Siwa. Let us know how you feel about it. We do want all opinions. Tim and I are open. Some people aren't as we want to get some ideas. Um, let us know it. If you go to our link tree, like we always say now, L I N K T R dot E E slash FOMO cast gaming. You're going to get everything there. Um, now I am super excited about this. The coming to America two trailer. I remember watching coming to America and being super confused as a kid, kind of the same thing as trading places, which ironically enough, trading places is basically what's happening right now with the game stock and AMC stock. It's kind of crazy how a show de- the movie depicted that back then, but we'll, we'll digress on that. Um, actually, I'm going to bring something up funny about that after this topic, but coming to America to the new trailer, it was phenomenal. Um, I haven't gotten to watch Leslie Jones in the new supermarket sweep yet, but if she's as funny as she was in the trailer for this movie, I am looking forward to her and Eddie Murphy interacting so much right now. Cause we already know what Eddie Murphy can do. And Leslie Jones has been hindered, I think by writing in general. And I can only imagine just the trailer alone about how her getting mad about him being there to take her son, quote unquote. And then he's like, uh, the the money falls out of the suitcase. This isn't spoiling anything. It's in the trailer, and she's like, he's like, oh, I'm going with my dad, and she starts cheering and jumping up and down. 
Also, you have um, Tracy Morgan in it, who yeah. looks hilarious as well. And then obviously you have Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall playing multiple roles. In as they it. did in the first one. And you, the only thing I didn't see in the trailer, you know who I'm hoping for? Who's that? Louis Anderson. I want him to show up somehow you, in this. Do you want to know or do you not want to know? It's it's on the Wikipedia page. Is he in it? Yes, he is. Oh, so that's going to be super exciting. And you, and you know what? And you know what his character is? What? A mid-level employee at McDowell's restaurant. <laughs> the same that's exact perfect. role, not that's as a perfect. manager or anything, a mid-level employee. So that makes me excited, and especially because Louis, Louis Anderson's been doing really good things, especially with baskets and everything. I I just love him. Yeah, and um, Wesley Snipes is in it and plays a good yes. role. Yes. Yeah, which, the, oh which, my gosh, I forgot about that because when I saw him, I'm like, oh my god, is that Wesley Snipes? That's exactly what I thought. He like, play, is that Blade? does he play his brother? He plays his brother or something. He's the general of the army. Yeah. I know that. I can't tell if he's relative to him, but they they laugh. Oh similarly. yeah, it's it's his older brother. Okay. So oh, wait, no. No, hold on. It's somebody's. And then James Earl Jones is in it. Yeah, so he he's like in a bed talking to him. Um, and one thing I will say I did like about what they were hinting at was this is going to be a comedy, obviously. But there's some serious undertones because they do say in the trailer, the daughter who is very fit to run the country is to- like. Her, I think it's her. It's her little sister. Is like, why can't she run run it? And she goes, she gets mad, and she goes, "That's not acceptable in our culture. Only men can rule the kingdom." And you can just see that it's not true because the his wife keeps doing stuff to him, Teddy Murphy, in this, and like kicking him out of his room and stuff like that. And it it looks like it, it reminds me of the old school movies like that, like you saw in the original Coming to America, like you see in a lot of these pratfall from the eighties which wasn't all as much of like, oh, this guy's going to fall and, and, and go 500 yards down the road. You know, it's more of like the Christmas vacation where all the lights shoot off or the gutter falls down and the ice shoots into their, their um, living room. It's, it, I don't know, man. I just, it felt good watching that trailer. It made me excited to see it. Oh yeah. No, it was hilarious. Um, and so I figured it out. So Wesley Snipes, is the older brother of the bride in the first movie that Eddie Murphy was supposed to marry. Okay. So that's where the connection is. And the bride from the first movie that he was scheduled to marry, she is in it as well. As well as like Rick Ross. And it has Morgan Freeman on here as well. Like Rick Ross playing himself and DeVito as himself. So it must be something when they're, in Probably America. getting married, yeah, or or if they're getting married and they're having the big ceremony, because yeah, yeah. It's, and they mentioned Wakanda too. That was hilarious. Yes, that was Wakanda fun. is fictional, and he <laughs> and he's like, not, yeah, he's from place like people. like Wakanda, and I was like, oh man, that made me chuckle a little bit, you know? Right? No, um, exactly. No, it's really exciting, and uh, shoot, it comes out a month from now, March fifth on Prime Video, so. Yeah, and I'm excited we have Prime because I'll be watching that. Mind you, there's uh, HBO Max. Got to keep reminding you before I talk about this next thing. I'm going to go a little off topic for a second, just for, real quick. Tim, I think it's funny. But um, I will say, make sure you watch those movies that drop. 
I heard the one um, with Denzel Washington is horrible. People are giving it horrible reviews when it just came out. But make sure you watch it before the 30 days are up because once it's 30 days on HBO Max, it leaves for a certain period of time to go into theaters only. So just make sure you do that. Um, is is that you, the is that the one with um, and what's Jared his name Leto. is it too? Jared Leto. Oh, I might be thinking of another. And what's his, uh, the guy that played Freddie Mercury too? Yes, Ronnie Ronnie Mallet. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, they're in gotcha. that. Yeah, it's that one. Um, okay. But side note, we we were mentioning. I don't know if Tim. I saw this a little bit ago. We were mentioning about the whole AMC stock thing because trading places. Um, did you see the article that came out today about the interview that Dave Portnoy gave from Barstool? I I didn't see it, but I saw the title on it and he what lost seven hundred thousand dollars. Yep. Because of Robinhood, not because of the investment, because Robinhood shut it down. And so he flat out said in an interview. So how how Robinhood? How did he lose that because he couldn't trade on Robinhood? Or so basically, what happened was, or how did it affect he, him? He put a bunch of money into it, and then they put a halt on the trading of it. They were kicking people's money back out. Oh, you know, okay. So much. Yep. So he was looking to capitalize on it as everybody would. And right. And what people don't know the problem with what what happened was, is people they basically they they bit the short. So they basically they they. They buy your stock and they 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 borrow a stock and they sell it, hoping that the price of the stock's going to drop and then they can pay for it later when it's lower. Well, what happens is is when you have a spike like it happens, then the people who short sold or not short sold who borrowed, they have to buy the stock back before it gets too high, and then that makes it skyrocket even more. So basically, you just had a huge skyrocketing effect, and mind you. Like I was at GameStop the other day and the dude, ironically, I hadn't been, I haven't seen the guy that this guy still works at GameStop from back in the day when me and Tim got a PS3. That's how long that dude's worked there. He's he's upper management. And he goes, I, he flat out saw me eyes only. He goes, dude, I haven't seen you in like six years. And I'm like, well, you, you move stores, man. (laughs) And he said he made a grit. He made a grit because they have stock options with them when you work there. So you figure you know, it was crazy. Some kid made like $25,000 because he got 10 shares of it back when it was like pennies in the dollar when he was a, when he was a lot younger. So, but I just thought it was funny that Dave Portnoy, and he's still, he's putting more money in it. He went somewhere else and put more money in. And he flat out said the CEO of Robinhood should be in jail. And the problem is, is it's not the CEO of Robinhood. It's the hedge fund people who yes. forced Robinhood to stop because they own Robinhood or they are the funder for Robinhood the, yeah, and started, silent investors. started jacking the prices up on them, which that, that place did go out of business, I believe. So yeah, I wanted to do a little, do a little side thing there. Um, also, uh, when we talk to the next one, I need, I need to do a little research about something I need to tell you about that I found on accident. But the next thing was the um, Sonic the Hedgehog two is uh, going to start filming soon. Did you see when it actually does start filming? I no, I I did not. To be hundred percent honest, I just saw yeah, that. I don't know. I know it takes a lot because they have to do all the um, you know, it's a lot of it's a lot of animation, which I know is faster now, but still takes some time. Yeah, well, and at least on this one, they don't have to go back and redo uh, Sonic as they did in the first one. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, it says set to begin filming in March. 
Hmm. Man, that was Sonic was came out last year, 2020. Yep. I guess it did. Yeah. Yep, right, right before everything went downhill. It did right. really great. It, I think it actually didn't it come out like in February. Uh yeah, I think it came out and was one of the kind of one of the last bigger ones that yep. uh yep. Yep. It made a lot of money. In, yeah. That was in theaters. Yep. So excited for that one. Um and the reason why I wanted to bring up this next thing was so you know how we talk about Showtime is um having that documentary on Takashi Six Nine called Supervillain, Supervillain. Yeah. Well, Nef or uh, Hulu is doing one called Sixty Sixty Nine. The saga of Danny Hernandez. So, yeah. So everyone's jumping on it. It's the same thing as the Fire Festival documentaries. Same yeah. exact thing. So, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, I just wanted to bring that up, too. That way, if anyone was interested in trying to uh, see any more documentaries, because, you know, it's it's another one to watch on him. Um, but Tim told me about this one, and he was confused a little bit. When he first saw, it, he said, "HBO Max is it's a documentary." Yeah, it, that's what it is. It, I thought it was called, a series, but it's a documentary. It's called Fake Famous. Yeah, so it's a journalist from Vanity Fair. Basically, it it's basically a social experiment, and they document it. Um, okay. <laughs> he put out a call with just one simple question: "Do you want to be famous?" Of course, a whole bunch of people um, respond back. And his goal was to show that anyone could do this, um, essentially. And he looked for people fewer than a thousand followers um, on, like, Instagram or whatnot. So it's basically, as it says, you know, fake famous. So it's trying to make them famous. Uh, and it's people f from um, L.A. area that they got three of them. Um and basically what they did to magnify their Instagram presence, they purchased bots, which is basically fake online personas as right. followers, along with comments and likes, comments and likes, and basically just blew them up and to make them famous from there. So uh, it, it's crazy. And it was from June 2019 to September 2020. And cameras followed their journey and struggles and everything. Um, like that uh and they from what i saw the little video and the article that i pulled this from is that it took off i mean so much so that they were getting free stuff from different companies to obviously like what a lot of them do is to uh talk about on their instagram because they have so many followers uh on it so it's it's pretty crazy on how they did it which i mean you always hear of people oh hey uh instagram or twitter or whatnot did a sweep and they got a whole bunch of bots off and uh, you hear about the not necessarily a lot of the celebrities or not but you hear a lot of the ones where oh he lost fifty thousand followers or you know a, a big right. number of them because they were bots well <laughs> they don't know that because probably a 75% of them or a big chunk of them have their own social media person that that's all what that person does. Exactly. So you can't really blame the person unless he knowingly knew, then you could blame whoever. The I Instagram mean, I will say for. one interesting thing that I have noticed with uh, social media is uh, 
they have this thing where I don't I didn't know how, I don't even know how you do it, but a lot of the higher end YouTube personalities can track when people lose followers. And when you track it, what ends up happening is you can they, they literally track it. So whenever a new video comes out for someone, if it's something like, let's say, for instance, uh, a disc video or it's something like, oh, I'm apologizing. And you can see there's a lot of thumbs down. You can actually track to see. And what people do is when they see the video come out, they take a screenshot of the guy's numbers and then they'll take a screenshot later to see how many followers they've lost. Right. It's, it's almost like it's almost uh, like a game to them. It's crazy. Well, <laughs> I mean, in that type of business, that's I mean, that's what it is, especially if you're up there making money on it. Um, yeah. But that's crazy. Well, that's going to be an interesting documentary. Um, yeah, and I, th- I think it came out. Don't quote me on it. I think it came out yesterday. Well, that's what you were saying. I think wasn't it when you were talking to me? I think you said it just came out today when we started playing last night. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. Uh, yep, February second, twenty twenty one. So there you yesterday. go. So make sure you go on HBO Max, check it out with everything else. Um, this one I didn't even know about. So it's uh, Twitch streamer Airsoft Fatty is permanently banned for not moderating viewers. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. So he got um, banned. On, I mean, this like just happened on February first. Um, his name is Chris Lafon, and probably most of them know him. He's kind of a heftier kid. Um, plays a lot of video games or just on, um, uh, you know, streaming. And it's not the one that did the the pool stunt a couple weeks ago. Completely different. Um, but I guess what happened is. Not exactly in the article, it says they're not exactly sh- uh, sure what like the quote unquote final straw was. Right. But the Twitch on- won't say anything because then people will start setting people up, to try and get banned because they don't like them. And yep. Twitch is very secretive about a lot of that stuff. Yep. Which really sucks because you get people like this. And I'll mention another one that was a huge ban last year. Uh, the people are like, OK, what what did I do? They reach, you know, Twitch says. Here's the, um, you know, in our legality jargon, when you sign up and the terms and conditions and code of conduct and all that, here's what uh, what you violated. So it's just a general statement. So then they reach out to Twitch and say, "Okay, can you tell me exactly what it was that I did wrong? Because you never like reached out and said, hey, um, I'm just following up with you because you are going to get a ban. All of a sudden, it's just boom. Go to log on to their Twitch account, or they get an email that says, "Hey, you got a perma ban, or you got a ban for you know months or years or whatnot." And they're like, "Right, what what, what happened?" And it's just a generic email that says, "Here's the standards. Sorry, reach out to us if you want to, you know, have more." And I know the the one that I'll mention here soon um, still hasn't gotten an answer, and it's been you know almost go. I mean, this uh, date like last year, uh, so. Uh, I know who you're talking about, and the, he does know why he got banned. Oh, well, the article that I... Uh, he won't... He can't... Like, so, here's the thing about Twitch. Twitch is not stupid. You're talking about Dr. Disrespect, right? Yeah. Okay, so here's the thing. He was a... He was basically like Facebook version of partnered, like super partnered. He got a lot of money. Yeah. So, they... He did something... I know he cheated on his wife before, and he broke down, and he was gone for a minute on you know, Twitch and whatnot. 
Well, yep. I think what happened was is they brought in like the week after he got banned, they brought in like four or five other streamers who got paid a lot of money, like Ninja and Symphony. Nothing against them, but Doctor Disrespect is a very specific audience. He brings in huge audiences, and yes. I think I just think they were trying to get more. They're trying to get out of the contracts. What that what it was, but something they had was it legitimately worked to get him out of it. So what happens is they struck some kind of deal because he kept saying, we don't know, we don't know, and then he just laughs. So if you watch some of his streams afterwards, he knew like a month after, I think. Yeah, and so, I mean, whether, whether it is or not, you know, I, I don't know whether he can say I, or not. Or... I will say their terms of service are very specific, but people are getting very angry with Twitch and leading Twitch for Facebook gaming, and then Facebook gaming ruined their, ruined their algorithm. So people started leaving Facebook gaming because they're like, what's the point of doing Facebook gaming? Because it's, it, doesn't, it doesn't work for me. So yeah. basically what happened with Twitch was there's a couple girls who are higher end. They get a lot of viewers who are breaking terms of service <laughs> and they're not being yep. reprimanded, it, banned. It's or not anything. an equal playing field for all. It, for anybody. No, there was one girl who was getting harassed. She's an amazing Call of Duty player. I can't remember her name, but she, she plays covered up because she's not that kind of streamer. Yeah. And. One time she wore a shirt that showed a, like barely any cleavage, but it showed a little bit and they were just being so mean to her in her chat. And she posted about it on TikTok how she was, it was making her depressed because they were basically attacking right. her for yep. looking different for that time. And you're like, so you're going to let them attack her for not dressing the way she does, which I have nothing against. If that's the way they make their money. Hey, yeah. you make your money. You do what you do. If you're just chatting and there was a girl last night, I was um, editing videos and I looked over and I saw because I go through. Usually, what I do is I go to whoever I have on Twitch that has like zero viewers or one. I just throw it on there while I'm editing videos because them getting that viewers and I help them reach affiliate. Well, I, I see this one and she's got like twenty thousand people watching, so I click on it and she's just sitting there in like a tube top and like bike shorts and you yep. can't see the bike shorts because it's from the waist up and she's drunk. And I'm like, so this is the kind of content you allow, yep. but you're not going to stop somebody from being harassed for not wanting to be like that. And then there was a girl, I think she was wearing a bikini top or something, and she got she did not get banned, and that's against the terms of service. You cannot wear bikini tops, cannot wear lingerie, can't do any of that kind of stuff. It has to be covering up a certain percentage, whatever they figured out, I don't know. And that's why Twitch oh, yeah. is just, they, they do these bans, and they get everyone questioning but the problem is, is Facebook can't get their heads out of their butts and people don't know. So Facebook gaming, I was popping off when it first started, man. It was great. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to stream on both. I'll see what I'm going to do. I get more people commenting on Twitch than I do on Facebook. And when I'm on Facebook gaming, I learned you have to now go in and redo all of your notifications when you're going to when you want to follow somebody because what happens is they change something. It reset everyone's stuff. So if you're not in there and you don't have it to notify, you won't be able to see it. So my rant's over. We're going to run long. I don't want to run too long, but I'm just, I'm venting a little bit. So no, and that's what it is. And the, and the thing that sucks with Twitch is they were the first ones, big one to get on it. So even if everyone else is late to the game, just because they were on it for so long and got so many people, it's they're they're still at the top of the mountain and i know youtube gaming is is getting up there as well and like you said facebook gaming with them is getting up there um as well 
But like you said, Dr. Disrespect, it was crazy. He got banned, um, and it was right after he signed a like huge multi-year contract with them. Yeah, so, I think it was like it was like six months afterwards, and it was like a it was like a seventeen million dollar contract. Yeah, no, it, it it was crazy. So he said, "You know what? You know, up yours." And he went over to YouTube, and he was gone. Yeah. He he was not on for I think a month and a half or two months. Yep. And his yeah. first video back, he had six hundred and fifty thousand people watching. Yep. Yeah, because he put out like a little teaser video. Um, yeah, because I guess him. he's a good singer too. Uh, Connor from Kong Kong Scan Genius, who told me to start watching him, and he's a very good singer, and that's what he did. Yeah, he put out a yeah. video and said, <laughs> and then, "Hey, be here at this time." Yep. and he had yeah. the most and, concurrent viewers live ever in the history of streaming. Yep, which is funny because, and that was for announcing that he was going to another streaming service that he just left. So, yeah, but <laughs> anyways, but it, it's perfect to segue into you know, Airsoft Fatty on how he got banned is basically he got banned because he didn't have a moderator in his, um, oh, what do they call him? His chat. In his chat. Yeah. And it's, and so here is the three bullet points that they said on the reason why he got banned. Um, allowing text to speech donations on stream that contain hateful symbols, allowing users in your chat to repeatedly spam hateful slurs without taking any moderation uh, actions to remove the message and allowing viewers submitted videos focused on xenophobic ideology ideology um, to play on stream. So basically he didn't have a moderator in his chat and he got banned. So, well, but- I will say that's kind of on him because if you got reported a couple of times, there is a, a feature where you can turn off inappropriate language on chat. Yeah, and, like and if said, it doesn't, here's the thing: if if you don't put your 18 plus, then that's you shooting yourself in the foot. Yeah, and like I said, I you know I don't know the backstory or anything you know on it. This is just going from what he says, and like I said, Twitch, you know, Twitch has everything, all the behind the scenes stuff. If he had it, if he didn't, whatnot. But like you said, a lot of people are getting really furious with them um, because they reach out to him and ask him, okay, tell me what why what happened and they and they won't um, yeah the, the cool thing with this one is is at the end it does say um that even though the band's indefinite you can't appeal before a certain time Correct. but basically you have to appeal and provide them here's what i'm going to do which usually so, usually it doesn't even do anything when they get the the ban yeah you know what but i mean they I, just say oh whatever yeah i guess what the th- what the thing is, is if you get a ban longer than 30 days, like the next day, especially with Dr. Disrespect, if you have a monthly submission to them, that whoever has subscribed to them will get an email saying, um, we've refunded your money from whatever account, um, which huh. is no, long, no longer active. So that's why when the Dr. Disrespect one came out, that a lot of people were like, hold on, wait, what the heck? Because they were getting refunds because they have a monthly... Um, subscription yeah they're sub to him yeah yep yeah exactly so um yeah but it's well you've noticed it i mean (laughs) with twitch banning it's become a lot or at least um hearing about it a lot more within the past year and i'd probably say within the past six months or since dr disrespect you've been hearing about it a lot more um 
on people getting banned and then their frustration with it. And whether it's, hey, I got banned because I did something wrong and, you know, I just want to get back at them at, at Twitch for not telling me or whatever it is, you know, don't know. I don't know all of it. I'm just, you know, reading the articles or whatnot, but you're definitely seeing a lot more of it. Yeah. Well, that leads us into so gaming. You know, we're gonna go. We're gonna go rapid fire. We got a lot of stuff to cover still. We might have to cut some stuff out and bounce around. But um, three things in gaming right off the get go. Uh, two of them involving Call of Duty. First of all, they banned sixty thousand cheaters. They caught sixty thousand people cheating. Here's the part though: if they're paying money to cheat, they're gonna create a new account and they're just gonna keep cheating. And yep. Tim and I and have 60, seen people. Sixty thousand is nothing. That's it's a nothing. drop in the bucket. And Tim and I have seen people, um, basically, the guy shot and killed Tim and snapped and killed me. And you could tell that was not. It wasn't a guy being good because you can make the gun snap like that to kill people. He legitimately, you could see it was robotic. It wasn't normal. Yeah. So they were or they were still cheating last night. So, you know, whatever. 60,000. What I'm more interested in is I saw this article about the Activision sued over a female Call of Duty character. You do realize the character that they are suing over is a real person, right? Yeah. Did you She's a real person. Did you see the article in the pictures? It's about an art artist that did it, right? Yeah. Well, but the, the girl they modeled it after is a real girl. Yeah, but it's 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 a real girl, but it's a character from a uh, that the that this photographer that this photographer did on a uh, photo shoot. Uh huh. Is so it's his character that he made this photographer, but then Activision came and got the same exact girl, same exact makeup artist, same exact hair extensions. And basically told the makeup artist, who is a professional makeup artist, to make her exactly how it was for that photo shoot. Like I said, down to the exact same hair extension. Not one like it, the exact same um, hair piece extension, and that's how they used to to model it. So basically, they completely ripped off this guy. And then Activision had the, uh, the Wavos to have them all sign an NDA so they couldn't do anything. So, a not uh, an NDA, nondescript. Yeah, who signed it? Activision wanted the um, the actor and all of them to sign it, so they couldn't couldn't do anything, couldn't say anything. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, the guys and and if you see the photos on the website that I saw, because the uh, photographer posted them on there. It's like here's the photos that I took for um. Let me see. Um, yeah, modeled uh, the after his own character, uh, Cade Jonas, from a short story called November Renaissance. Um, looks ex- pre- like spot on. Like if somebody was to do a cosplay of her, that's what it would be. And like mm-hmm. I said, <laughs> got the same uh, model, same makeup person, got everything the same and said, not just, hey, you know, make her kind of like it, but make her exactly what you did for that photo shoot. And then, oh, by the way, here's an NDA. You can't do anything. We got you. If, if you say anything or or uh, go out and tell the photographer, uh, yeah. So that was interesting. That is a very rare thing you see happen. So, um, yeah. yeah. 
We're going to so, see and, what and happens. It's, and it's in the, mean, and it's in the, the court of Texas. Has some of the best, Activision has some of the best attorneys in the world. So I don't know you're actually going to be able to do anything, but we'll see how far it goes. Yeah. Well, it's in Texas, too. So there you go. Yeah. Um, next we have, so Spider-Man, the Miles Morales edition, sold 4.1 million units in 2020. And that game came out when? September, October? Oh... Uh, it, with the right before the PS5, yeah. so yeah, it's got to be September. Oh man, that's crazy! Four point one million. Yep. Oof, man! All I can think about is the amount of units, and everyone says the game's great, so uh, that's a lot of units, man. Ooh, actually, we we were wrong. Ah. Uh, Hold on. You wrote it down wrong? How many is it? 6.1? No, 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 no. It's still 4.1. We were wrong at the launch date. It launched on November 12th. November 12th. Wow. Yep. And has shifted these copies by December 31st. So a month and a half. Ooh, man. That's, That's crazy. Right? Let's hold on. Wait. I'm going to do so. You can go to the next one. I'm going to do some quick math here. Okay, um, the next one, uh, another, well, I guess this is going to be an official, they're going to try to do an official Cloverfield sequel um, in the works of J.J. Abrams, which is kind of exciting. Um, next, we have the Zack Snyder Justice League, it gets the official HBO Max release date, what's the date again? March what? Um, I don't know. God, Tim, you, got, you, <laughs> see, you gotta write down the dates and the, the agenda. Um, I did see the big thing. Hey, you're I the saw one that shared one. it, not me. Um, they basically said like this is not a mini series. This is this is basically what we did. It's a movie. It's a big long movie, and the release date is March 18th, and it is yes. trending. And it has a running time of 240 minutes with a budget of 70 million. Yeah. And I think that's, that's, that's just like the reshoot stuff. So, right. um, so I'm excited for that one. So not quick, as so, excited. What? So quick little math. What I did on that 4.1 units in six weeks, that's over 680,000 copies a week. Just FYI. <laughs> that is absolutely insane. What's even more insane was that for what I think it was like a month there, they kept changing and telling us, Oh, this isn't a standalone game, it's an add on to the original game. Oh, no, it is a standalone game. Oh, no, it's not. It's just it is. It was back and forth for forever. So, yeah, that's crazy. Um, the last two things that I know of that I wanted to talk about, um, Tim knows the last one on the top, the top section. Um, Black Panther spinoff is coming to Disney Plus. They already said that, and what they're claiming that it's in the works. And that um, it's almost like a tribute to Chadwick Boseman that they want to do basically like a, a series about Wakanda itself. It's not going to be about anything else but uh, uh, Wakanda. Um, I don't know if it's going to be about them opening up or I have a feeling a lot of these shows that they're, they're talking about now, they want to use them for phase five of the MCU. Maybe use it for Black Panther 2. I don't know. But I do know they're trying to work on building stuff up because they do want more content to tie in to get people to get Disney Plus. But also because people don't realize like TV shows 
while they may not be as long as movies, you can lay out a plot over the course of a season that can play very well, or you can just hint at it in a movie. So I'm excited for them announcing the the, the Black Panther spinoff they're working on, and I hope they do good uh, goodbye Chadwick Boseman on that one. Um, and the biggest of news, the Obi-Wan series is going to begin filming this spring. So I know they were doing all their location stuff, scouting and working up with the, the void uh, starting, I think, last month they were working on it. So that's pretty exciting. But, you know, once they get filming, that's when I can say, OK, I, I'm hopeful it'll come out next year. Um, and the last thing in the regular pile, Tim watched the walking tour video of the new Super Nintendo World at Super Nintendo World at Universal Studios Japan. How was that? There's actually a really good video. It's a 10 minute video put on by um, WDW News on their YouTube. And it shows, like, we saw pictures of it from far away when they were doing testing, um, whatnot, on the different, um, they're not anim- animations, but I guess you say animatronics um, on it. And it's cool to go into it. You go through one of the, like, Super Mario tunnels um, to get into the world. And then all of a sudden, you're you're there. So, um, and you first, when you walk in, like the first big thing you see is like that side wall that had like those coins spinning around on it and the, um, the different, uh, number boxes like bouncing up and down. It's, it's pretty cool. It's definitely a good watch. The guy did a good, um, walking around of it and getting all the different shops and rides, um, on it. So I thought that was pretty cool. And it's the first thing that, uh, video that I've seen of, the inside of super nintendo world yeah i think what was kind of crazy for us was we saw some of the outside video and we were kind of like we can't tell if that's life size or what's going on there oh yeah i mean and they're (laughs) it's they're big um on there it's it's pretty impressive the size of it from that far away they look tiny but with the guy uh walking through there they're they're decent size i mean they're not huge like you know, a T-Rex from Jurassic Park, but they're, they're good size. Um, and it kind of makes you feel a little, you know, like Mario and Super Mario Brothers are smaller than, than most of the other ones. So, but it was cool. It's definitely, uh, if I'm sure you could just Google the video or Google, I'm sure most people have, uh, bloggers have it up there, but definitely worth the watch to actually get up close in it. And the way that they, the coins are when they spin, like I had to do a double take. I thought they were like holograms, but they're they're not just the way the light reflects off of them. They look awesome. They did it. They did a good job. And very yeah. and very interactive around it as well, as most most Asian parks are. Yeah, it, it, hopefully it does well because I know they're they're going to try doing one in um in California. Hollywood. Yeah. Doing one in California, it'll probably lead one in Disney World too, as well. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, now so let's these go. To, we could definitely rapid we'll fire. Rapid now. fire. Uh, yeah. Uh, pick. We'll pick a handful. So, um, the one thing I do know we need to point out. I'll, I'll skip to it first. Is uh, the class of 2021 graduation year headbands have arrived at Walt Disney World? Those are the popular ones. Everyone loves them. Loves seeing them. Um, and they're only thirty bucks, which actually surprised me. I thought they were more than that. Um. So that's, you know, kind of big. Also, Disneyland cancels, uh, Disneyland Paris canceled the Pride and Electroland events for summer 2021, which is big because it's legitimately. um, And and that's the 
second time it's got moved back. They got canceled last year, pushed it back to this year, and now it's got canceled um, again. And obviously, the Pride is Pride Festival, LGBTQ, and Electroland, which I didn't know, is a, a party featuring world-renowned DJs. So that's yes. pretty cool. You never seen that? Oh, dude, it's so cool! Like I've yeah. seen the video. I may have seen it, it, but I didn't know that's what it was. It, it legit looks like when you see those raves, and it's at Disneyland Paris. It's pretty cool. Really? Huh? Yeah. Kind of like Coachella. Exactly, which got canceled, as well as um, yeah, uh, Stagecoach. But uh, I digress. Uh, and another one we've talked about before was the three Caballeros animatronics that weren't working are now won't be back to the Grand Fiesta Tour in Epcot until the spring. So they must be going through some major um, refurbishments. Um, so let's see what you put there. Oh, I saw this. People are kind of mad about this. So annual pass holders and Disney Vacation Club members, this was kind of gained, get, uh, moved towards. Now, if you were a Disney pass holder, as of when everything shut down, I think it was March 15th, if you yeah. were a pass holder, they're calling you a legacy pass holder now and people are mad about it because they're like it's just a slap in the face whatever blah 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 but um they're gonna get you can get 30 percent off select merchandise purchases at walt disney World resort and uh owned and operated locations from february 2nd through march 2nd that also includes disneyland as well since they like we're talking about they're opening up carthay circle and stuff the merchandise discount does still apply to that stuff to here um, they're basically doing it like on a month by month basis, I think basically shooting to see what's going to happen. Um, but they are still getting new merchandise. Like they're going to get the Cal Kestis legacy lightsabers, um, yeah. uh, for the den of antiquities at star Wars galaxy's Gog's edge. Um, it's coming into this year. Those are the coolest lightsabers ever. I don't know how they're going to do it though, because you customize your own lightsaber in the game. So that was kind of weird to me, but Cal Kestis, for those that don't know, Cal Kestis is the um, the Jedi. Well, he was the Padawan when uh, Order 66 happened, and um, he is from the game uh, uh, Jedi Fallen Order. So, well, with with the lightsabers, it's the legacy lightsabers. I mean, you can still okay. make your own, but the legacy ones, they have the ones like you get like Luke Skywalker's and all of those. They, okay, um, I think they got. Um, uh what's her name ahsoka's Ahsoka, in there ahsoka's, ahsoka's came in uh last month yep. yep yeah exactly so this is they're they're releasing those and this is the next one in, in that line yeah so i thought it's pretty cool where oh, i don't want to i don't want to build it oh hey look at these legacy ones this is cool yeah. which um if, if you guys do have the legacy ones there are a couple cool etsy shops on uh etsy that make custom wooden boxes to hold the lightsabers they look awesome they look just like when Maz is showing it to Ray in uh, the Rise of Skywalker, not Rise of Skywalker, um, uh, the Force Awakens, when she shows it, it looks kind of like that. It's pretty cool. Um, and since we've already mentioned it, so starting February 5th, outdoor dining returns at Carthay Circle Lounge, Alfresco Dining, and Buena Vista Street, plus Smoke Jumpers Grill and Award Wieners. Dude, now I want to go down there and have Award Wieners because Award Wieners is the <laughs> best. Right. And for those who don't know, it, it literally has like hot dogs, like, like you don't, you. you, know, you Unless it's a Mexican street dog, I'll have this instead. You know, other than that, other than a Mexican street dog, I'll eat these hot dogs hands down. So I am excited that they're doing that. And I heard they're also going to do a special like meet and greet type thingy, like a, um, a background display over in uh, California Adventure, I believe. You want to you read that next one down then? Um, oh, 
Yeah. So it says Star Wars Training Post and <laughs> Wonderground Gallery open February 19th at Disneyland Resort. So is that what it is? No, not that one. On February 5th, the Legacy Pass holders will be the first to access oh, yes. a, a retro WandaVision inspired, inspired yes, photo, op photo op in, so, in the back. So I'm going to tell everyone a story. So if you're not cut up on WandaVision, this is not going to spoil anything because it's in the trailer. But one thing that I did not like is there's a lot of stuff coming out from Disney. Disney's getting a little lazy. They sent out a GameStop exclusive of pop figures, and they have them from the 70s already up in the store, and that hasn't occurred yet on the show. Mind you, it's in the trailer. We know what's going to happen, but I still was kind of like, that's kind of irresponsible. It's a GameStop exclusive. So let's hope that this little photo op is not anything that's going to spoil anything. Fingers crossed, but... Tim and I might have to take, get, take a trip down there, have dinner at Carthay Circle together, pretend like we're a couple, get all the um, the smiles and the oohs and ahs. Right. Um, <laughs> the funny um, thing is, is our wives would be sitting right next to us just shaking their heads. It, exactly. They would be with us. They would be with us. But me and Tim would be holding hands and skipping away together. Right. Um, and so what I, I didn't know, I didn't see anything on this. What is the Star Wars Trading Post and Wonderground Gallery? Okay, so the Star Wars Trading Post is what they transformed the Rainforest Cafe into. Okay, now they, right. They, they've done a lot more. I shouldn't say a lot more, but on the outside, they've added more to it. Um, and the cool thing is, it, and so where the Star Wars Trading tr trading Post was before was the Wonderground Gallery. Now, the Wonderground Gallery, since it moved to Rainforest Cafe, the Star Wars Trading Post, Wonderground Gallery is now going to come back up. And that's your kitchen accessories and, and whatnot, Disney oh, stuff. Oh, yes, yes, there. yes. Yep. So that's coming back in its spot that it was before since the trading post has moved to um, the Rainforest Cafe. And now they've added netting and a couple different things onto it. So and it's going to be cool. It's going to be like a uh, a base in the jungle, which is perfect for which Rainforest Cafe was. But the mm -hmm. cool thing is, is if you're a legacy pass hoarder like you just were talking about, mm -hmm. um, you have an opportunity to make a reservation for a special preview event of that Star Wars trading post post from February 16th to 18th. The only thing that stinks about that is that's a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, because I was thinking of going down to it because my wife would be a legacy, and I don't know if she could bring a friend or not. Wait, but wait, it's February when? 16th through 18th. I'll go with your wife then. I'm off on the 18th. Well, my since my wife works Monday through Friday, she would not be able to go. I'm going to tell her to take the day off. She's going to take me instead of you. <laughs> hey, that's, that's fine. <laughs> but um, so more information comes out on the 9th on that, probably how to get it and whatnot and, and what it is, because it opens the public on the 19th, which is um, that Friday. So maybe in a couple weekends after that or beginning of March, might cruise on down there again. Um, but yeah, so let's see. It's uh, inspired by a hidden jungle resistance base. Uh, and the merchandise offers something for every traveler uh, on their galactic journey. So it's pretty cool. I thought That's that was cool. cool, especially something for the legacy pass holders to get a sneak peek. Because people it. So, people are mad about being called that. They're like, "This is so stupid." They're like, "This is this is this is dumb." We want to be called a, a legacy pass holder, and I'm like, "All right, you know, it is what it is." I mean, yeah, I mean, you have your own opinion to it, but then if you sign up for any of these things for being a legacy pass holder. You really have no room to talk then, right? Yeah, exactly. So, um, um, but I thought I thought I thought that was that was cool that they're still doing something um, for them. Yeah, and, and they, Disney has done a great job. Like with well, the next thing, 
the, they're going to celebrate the 20th anniversary with merchandise coming. And you know they're going to do something. It may not be big, but they're going to have something there. So I am excited for that as well because, like Tim and I have pointed out, 20th anniversary this year in two years will be our 20th high school reunion. And that yep. means that it opened up two years before we went there or I went yep. there. And yep. so it's kind of crazy to think that, you know, um, how long ago that was. And then the last yep. thing in the Disney pile before well, we just, go into So Feb- February 8th is when the, when the 20th merchandise comes out to okay. World of Disney. So and soon. Okay, perfect. Yep. Um, and so last thing on the Disney stuff before we go into some sports stuff to end it, because we got we to do this. Um, the fans are petitioning against the Jungle Cruise changes. And this is the, like, this is the same as when the Splash Mountain one. Okay. The legitimate people who are true fans of Disney always bring up the thing saying that Walt Disney said, as long as there's Disneyland, things will never stop changing. Yep. You know what I mean? Things yep. will not stop changing. So yep. I'm okay with all of this. I don't mind them joining to change it, but this petition they start doing, you're not going to do anything. It's not like it's an elected official. We're not recalling Newsom on this one. We're literally trying to make it to where it's not super racist. Cause I'm not going to lie. There's been stuff I've seen. Like, um, uh, you didn't know brings it up because Warner brothers isn't popular for the Looney tunes, but there's Nazi cartoons of the Looney tunes that they made as propaganda and stuff like that. There's stuff that was made back then that was acceptable. That's not acceptable now. And people forget Disneyland is over 60 years old. And so when they made it, the people who are 20 years old are now in their eighties and how many racist 80 year olds, do you know, a lot, there's a lot of racist 80 year olds. And, um, and nothing against hashtag, them, but that's just the hashtag time that they Morgan, were in. Hashtag Morgan Wallen. I'll talk to you afterwards. I'll talk about it on the gaming tonight. But um, they have to make these changes. They're going to make them better, too. I, I bet you they're going to make the experience a lot better because those animatronics are getting old. They're getting real old. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, exactly. And there was stuff that was there, an opening day attraction, that even before Walt passed away, which was 10 years in 65, December 65, um, that had left and something else came in its spot. Like you said, he's always when there there's imagination, Disneyland will always be changing. And that's the thing with it. I mean, except for maybe Tomorrowland. Tomorrowland is now yesterday land. Um, but it, it's it, it's always changing. Yesterday land. Yeah, Tomorrowland is yesterday's land because it's not tomorrow. It's old. Really? Is that a joke? Yeah. Tomorrowland's oh. supposed to be like the future. Well, nothing has changed in there except for maybe like Space Mountain is something like that. But um, it, it's just old. And the most updated thing that they done was take out the French fry rocks in the front. Um, but it's it's always going to be changing. That was, you know, Walt's vision for it. And everyone says, you know, what will Walt do? And you still have some Imagineers and people that are alive that worked with Walt or was there when Walt was there. And they always ask him. What do you think Walt would do there? Like, I don't know. He'd probably be for it because, you know, everyone thought Walt was like a bigot and hated, you know, the Jews and the gays or whatnot. There's a very popular Imagineer who was um, gay and he and I think another one that was Jewish and Walt came up. He's like, oh, where are you going? He's like, oh, I got to get home by sundown because it's, you know, Rosh Hashanah or something like that. He's like, OK, well, have a good day. He didn't say anything bad about him or, um, you know, the next th- day. There is there is proof that he did pay them less. So. There oh, are I, some things that you're going to find negative and everything. But with this thing right here, 
everyone that goes to Disney and you're so mad about this, do you ever ask yourself, why are there abandoned railroad tracks next to Big Thunder Mountain Railroad? Do you ever ask yourself about certain things you see in the park that are no longer there that you never thought about anymore because the new big ride came in? They've constantly been changing stuff. There used to be a small little railroad that walked around. You guys didn't get really mad when Big Thunder Ranch went away and the barbecue place went away. They don't do the running of the animals anymore. That whole theme is gone. It's now Star Wars land. They're evolving. They're making themselves better. And that's all I'm going to say about that because – I don't want negativity about it because they're making everything better. Everyone has said negative things about Splash Mountain, but Princess and the Frog is the best thing to go there. There are I, I haven't even watched the full movie yet, but I love the animation style. It reminds me of like um, uh, an American Tale or um, what was the other one? The uh, The Adventures is that one the um. Yeah, the adventurers, the adventurers down under when they're going after the eagle, whatever. Yeah, you know things are going to change, and this is just the way it is. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, that's you know, I'm all for people, you know, petitioning and doing what you know. That's your we're in America. That's your freedom. You could do you know whatever you want to do. But I mean, this is a it's a public corporation. I mean, they're going to do whatever they want. And if you want to boycott not going there, I mean, that's you know you you can do that that's all you so but i mean don't don't force like like anything don't force your beliefs or judgments on me if i want to go there or i think that hey i have no qualms with it you know don't fight me about it that's just my opinion you have yours and you know let's break bread and have a beer together exactly now the moment you've been waiting for right that just popped up we're gonna make a couple hours ago so, Super Bowl. Casey's five favored by three? Yep. Over under 56. Okay. I get that. That's a good spread right there because you got to think um, Casey lately has been coming back in the second half of games like crazy. Um, we will mention this is the first time that a home stadium will be played by the home team or actually played by a team in the Super Bowl. Because yep. technically, technically, it does. I'm trying to think. It's. It's supposed. It's a neutral. It's normally it's a neutral site, and the, well, the, the stadiums well, the, the, have been picked like three years in advance. But technically, no matter what, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to explain this right. If it's the home stadium, no matter what, it's going to be the home team. Because I was thinking like there could be a scenario, randomly, where the home team is not the home team, but that's not the way the Super Bowl works anymore. They pick an NFC stadium. They're, yeah. they're the the NFC is the home team. If it's an AFC stadium, the AFC is the home team. So no matter yes. what, if you win and it's in your city, it's gonna be your home. You're the home team. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of <laughs> cool. And the only reason that I mean, whoever the home team is, all what that means is the other team gets to call the coin flip, and then from there right. on out, that's it. It's that's but it. Yeah. It's crazy that of all the Super Bowls that we had, this is the first time that a team. Um, whose home stadium it is yeah. will be playing in it. They were thinking you, you that Minnesota th- was going to be it a couple years ago, but yeah, you got to think. You got to think. The craziest part was the Niners almost did it with Super Bowl Fifty. Yep. yep. And um, like it's almost like because like the Colts have never were, haven't gotten. They were good with Peyton Manning, but they had the Super Bowl there after Manning left. I think so. It wasn't really optimistic about them making it. 
But yeah, yeah that's that's just so crazy. Fifty five Super yep. Bowls never had a home well, team. And I mean, like I said, I mean the Super Bowl, the stadiums were picked out at least. So this one is in three or Tampa four Bay years this year. Yeah. So it, it's a it's a couple years out. It's not like oh hey at the beginning of the season we'll pick it out. I mean, this was before even Tom. I mean, Tom Brady was in his last Super Bowl when this one got picked, when this stadium got picked out. And he was nobody thought he was going to leave New England because the, Ra- the Raiders, the Raiders, the Raiders stadium slated for 2024, isn't it? Something like that. Um, yeah, you get all of these newer ones that are coming out. The the Los Angeles, the Raiders. Um, yeah. And whatnot. So who knows? That could be the next one that the home. So. Will be in. So and then so they had a covid scare. I haven't heard any news about it, dude. It's been all you haven't been on ESPN within the last couple hours, huh? No. Well, and the crazy <laughs> part was, is when it first came out and I heard it, that was like, who screwed up? And they're right? saying they, they and they said they go, this, these people do not test positive. They were exposed. We're testing them and making sure that things are, are okay. So yep. what's the newest, latest breaking news? So that the, <laughs> that a barber that was Kansas City Chiefs barber, he was cutting the Chiefs hair because let's see what today's Thursday. So tomorrow will be media day and then, you know, all of that. So everyone's well, like, no, no, no. Tomorrow is when they fly in or when they fly in. Then Saturday's media. They day. already no, They already had media day. It was all virtual. They're not going to do a live media. Oh, media that's day. right. Yeah. Yep. So that's when Gronk <laughs> admitted that he would. They were, they were, the Tampa Bay was requiring their players to send in videos of them sprinting. So Gronk filmed them all in one day by just changing his shirt after doing the required amount of sprints. So he didn't have to do anything the rest of the week. Genius. Hey, Genius. That, hey, that's that's okay. on them. So Barbara but, uh, cutting hair, did they get the did they get the Mahomes deal? Eh? The, uh, you see the, the State Farm deal. commercial? Right? Get the yeah. There you go. So um, he's cutting well, the hair. Speak- Speaking of Mahomes, um, he was in line to get the haircut. Um, there was a guy in the chair, and like I said, it said 20 people at the time were there in line or whatnot getting ready to get their haircut. So the backup center was in the chair, and I guess the barber got his COVID results, and it came positive. So everyone's like, oh, crap. So And Mahomes, no. and Mahomes was one of the ones in line that was there. Um so basically what they said is the chief's like, Hey, get him out of here. You know, he's, he's, you know, he's done. Get the barber out of here. And so the center's like, and granted, everyone was wearing masks, both the barber, the people in the chair, everyone that was in there, they were taking the proper conditions. And I'm sure this is probably like the second or third test that the barber got. I don't know, but it came back positive as he was in the middle of this uh, backup center's haircut. And so, you know, early report said, Oh, they yanked him out of there. And the backup center's like, He's already been cutting my hair. Let him finish cutting my hair, and then we can deal with it. Because I know I'm going on the list. Um, there was another guy, uh, no matter what, yeah. Demarcus yeah. Robinson, that he was in close contact. So they did the contact tracing, and they said that he was in close contact with them. So they're on the reserved uh, reserve slash COVID nineteen yeah. list. Um, but both of them, so they haven't practiced since being placed on it uh, this week, and this happened Monday, I believe. Um, but they Correct. can play yes. Sunday in the Super Bowl if they test negative for five consecutive days. Which I guess the receiver wasn't even really like a guarantee that he was going to be on the roster. So, you know, it wasn't yeah. as dramatic. But like you said, with Mahomes being in the same room, you know what I yeah. mean? 
so it it sounds like everyone else is fine or they're keeping it under wraps and not going to say anything because i mean if you get your star quarterback that tests positive and can't play in the super bowl i'm not going to come out and say it right away i'm not gonna just give that not i'm going to give it 90 minutes before the game and be like hey now we got our backup here and you don't have a game plan for him well and you gotta think they uh they uh, forced the was the Browns. Who was it that had a Cincinnati? Who had to yeah. play? Oh, Broncos. The Broncos had to play with a backup wide receiver as their quarterback. So, oh, yep, yeah. It's weird how they did games this year with COVID and whatnot, and how some teams. Uh, I, I I don't want to get into it, but how some teams played and others didn't and just, I'm sure there's all rhymes and reasons to it, but I saw that pop up. I'm like, Oh, that could be. And of course the big headline was Patrick Mahomes, you know, Barber and COVID. It's like, Oh crap. But from reading into it and it was from reported by Adam Schefter, who's usually pretty, he's a straight shooter. Yes, um, he is <laughs> that, you know, it was these two guys, they were already put on the list where it seems like everyone else maybe didn't have to probably got tested, but weren't placed on the list because they weren't in close contact with it, or I don't know what it is. But, I mean, nothing came out with Mahomes or anybody else. So, you know, it stinks, but that's... Yeah, and you know what? Was, Here's the thing. Like, I'm rooting for for um, Tampa Bay. Uh, that's uh, who well, I'm rooting we're, for. We're not going to be friends, so that's okay. I know. Jim and I are not going to be friends. Um, I really, uh, dis, uh, I wasn't really, didn't have a horse in the race until Tim and I were actually texting and, um, the Kansas city chiefs defensive, uh, line was playing beyond dirty and they weren't getting called for it. And I don't like dirty players. Um, I don't care how friendly and nice a Dominic and Sue is. He is still a dirty oh. player and yeah. he's good uh, for at was, least kicking two people per season right and then they had a chief player who kept driving people into the ground after the whistle was blown he kept getting flags and they never did anything to it so but um i still want to see a good game so if you have mahomes out what was what's the point of watching that game honestly you know what i mean yeah then it all comes down to is how as good as kansas any <laughs> Hey, if it wasn't for Chad Henney when Mahomes got knocked out and running on that third down to set up a fourth and one or whatever it was, they would Chiefs wouldn't even be here. True, but I mean it's still Chad Henney. No, it is. But at least it's somebody that has been around, has played for some teams before. It isn't a you know, a, a kid that just got drafted a couple years ago and hasn't even sniffed the field or has taken seven snaps because they were winning 45 to two true. at the end of the game. And he didn't even, he hand the ball off and then took two knees. That's true. So, well, let us know all your predictions in the comments. We want to hear them. You know, I'm going to post it on uh, I'm going to get this up by Friday just for the Super Bowl. So I'm going (laughs) to thank you all for that. Um, But uh, that'll do it for this episode. Want to thank you all for listening. Uh, Make sure you, like I said, go to our link tree, L I N K T R dot E E slash FOMO cast gaming. We greatly appreciate you coming and checking out our podcast, our YouTube, our Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, you name it. Go look at our merch, check it all out. Um, One of, and we also, if you look up, if you search Grizzle CEO, G R Y Z Z L CEO, you can see me on opening um, Pokemon packages. 
uh, Pokemon cards on TikTok. And so uh, we're hoping I have a couple big boxes coming. that got some good cards in it. So uh, right. hey, maybe, you have maybe we'll do what? a giveaway. 17 years to save up for your son to go to college. So hey, hey, keep start. opening. Find winner, that Charizard winner. hologram, man. 40 winner, grand. winner, chicken dinner. Right? <laughs> well, for the FOMO cast, I'm Chris. I'm Tim. And we'll see you guys next time. Go check.